But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, the son of the free woman through promise. Now this is an allegory. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem. For she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, one who does not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in travail. For the children of the desolate one are many more than the children. Gospel. Glory to you, 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These days I've been thinking a lot about patience. It's been on my mind because my grandmother, who is 100, and next month may be turning 101, she has been slowly declining. And she has been waiting to enter into heaven for many years. Her husband passed away almost 40 years ago, 30 30 years ago. And so she is uh, in California, she's on hospice, and so she is waiting patiently for that moment. And likewise, all of us family, we're all waiting for that phone call, waiting for that time when the good news of her entry by God's grace into eternal life will come to us. My son's also doing some waiting. You may have seen him around in his wheelchair. He had surgery last week, and he, he's six years old. He has to be in a wheelchair for six weeks, which to a six-year-old, that's an eternity. So he also has been learning patience the hard way. In fact, we're all learning patience. It's a constant aspect of our lives. I just say the word patience, and each and every one of you can think of the things that you're learning patience about in your life right now, right at this moment. Probably multiple things that you're learning patience about. You can think of the, the adults in your lives, for some of you many years ago, even today, who say, patience, patience. In fact, if you go up to the monastery much and you talk with Yorondesa Praxia, it's one of those constant refrains, ipomoni, ipomoni, patience. She says this all the time. Ipomoni, it, uh, it means patient endurance. Uh, it also, in, in ancient Greek, it comes from remaining behind or holding out. It gives you a little bit more color to the, that word patience. In fact, it's two words. Ipomoni comes from ipo, which among other things can mean under, and then meno, which means to live. So living under something. That sounds pretty much like patience, under the weight of something that you're waiting for. Because we never talk about patience with things that are happening that are good. It's the things that we don't have, the things that we're not getting. It's our expectations not being fulfilled. That's when we encounter patience. That's when we face patience. You see, patience is not an action, but a reaction. Something is happening in our lives that is not what we expected. Whether it's that a bad thing has happened that we didn't expect, or a good thing that we did expect hasn't happened yet, or maybe will never happen. Either way, it's always there's something going on in our lives and we have this opportunity to respond with patience, to live under what is going on in our lives and things that we don't have control over. And ultimately, it's about finding peace within that, finding peace when we're facing those things that we're being patient about. Today is a fitting day to talk about patience because today we celebrate the conception of the forerunner. And as with so many righteous couples in the Bible, this is another righteous couple that was childless, that was barren. Zacharias and Elizabeth were quite old, well past the years of childbearing. 
And you see that in Zacharias' response. We know that he is an incredibly faithful man because he's a priest in the temple and ultimately because his child will be the forerunner of Christ. We know that he's a faithful man. But even when he's in the temple and the angel, the archangel Gabriel, over here, comes and greets him and tells him of this good news that he has been patiently waiting for. In fact, in one commentary it said, he wasn't expecting that. He was expecting the salvation of the people. That's what they're in anticipation for. That's what they're waiting patiently for. That other thing of having a child, he'd been waiting so patiently long for that, that he got past the age of reasonable conclusion that you could have children, and he gave up on that hope. But how many years of patiently waiting for a child did he and his wife endure? You can imagine the weight, the burden of that. So they endured with patience. And they received the blessing beyond imagining, which is to be the parents of the one who would announce the salvation of the entire world, who would announce the Messiah. In the Gospel today, we also hear a little snippet about patience, if you listen closely. Our Lord comes, he's at at the the lake, and he asks one of the disciples, Simon, he says, I'd like to get into your boat and go out onto the water. Why would that be? Because the people were thronging him, and he couldn't speak far enough because they were so close. So he needed to get out onto the water, get away from them a little bit, so that he could speak to all the people. Then at the end of that, he says, let's go out in the deep and drop down the nets. Now Simon and his compatriots, what had they been doing? They'd been fishing all night. So you can imagine, they were fishing all night, and their zeal to be with the Lord, they're with Him all day. You can imagine how tired they are at this point. But they had that patience all night long, and you can imagine they were probably pretty frustrated as spending an entire night of fishing and not getting any fish. They're probably pretty frustrated. And so, despite that, Simon Peter says, his exact words were, Sir, we toiled all night and we took nothing, but at your word we will go out. And so he trusts in the Lord, and then we have this miracle of the great shoal of fish and St. Peter falling down at the Lord's feet. So why is patience so important? We hear it, the word used all the time. We know that it's something we should do. Why is it important? It's not just about having inner peace, because of course when we're not patient we have turmoil. Sure, that's a part of it, but that's not the goal of it at all. Because it teaches us how to accept what we accept things that we didn't want. It's a lesson for us. It's teaching. Why do you think there are so many songs, so many popular songs about waiting? Think about waiting. But I could quote from one that many of us know, the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. This is a basic fact of life. And in fact, it's a blessing. Because if we got everything we wanted, we know what that would look like. And yet, there are things that we want that we can't have. You know, that that song is actually pretty spiritually deep. Not that there are any spiritual sages or anything. You can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. You get what you need. What is this saying? If If we take this into Christian terms, what is this saying? God will provide. 
God will provide. They were right in that. They're wrong in a lot of other things, but they're right in that. God will provide. And this is at the crux of patience. Why? Do we believe that God will provide? We have our expectations, our ideas of what our needs are. And patience is when we encounter those in conflict with what actually happens in life. And what actually happens in life doesn't line up with our expectations and our hopes. And so, people tell us, have patience. Be patient. And sometimes it grates on our ears, but that's what we need. Why? Because it is a way of cutting off our own self-will. You don't need patience about something if you have no expectations about something. I'll say that again. You don't need patience about something if you have no expectations about something. So when we have expectations, and of course invariably things go wrong, not the way that we wanted, that's when we need the patience. But what if we had no expectations? That's ultimately what patience is. It's getting back to that point of being at peace with all outcomes. And we can't be at peace with all outcomes unless, like the Rolling Stones, we believe you get what you need. We can't have patience about things unless we really believe God will provide for me. God will provide. So this is at the crux of patience, is that we come to peace with whatever the outcomes may be. We come to peace even though the thing in front of us we flatly didn't get. Or the thing that we really didn't want to happen or we didn't even know was going to happen, it happened. And now we have to deal with that. Now we have to live with that. But ultimately, patience, hypomonie, is something that is immensely sanctifying. Our Lord even says, when He was talking about all the trials that His disciples are going to face, at the very end of that He says, "...by your patience possess your souls." And the verb there is actually more like build. So with patience, we can build up our souls. Or, as the the translation says, we can possess our souls. How can this be? Because we're cutting off our self-will, we're cutting off any expectations, and it's not that the things that we're patiently waiting for are going to happen either. It's not even that. But we have to trust that we will get what we need. So, in our understanding of the love of God, as I spoke about last week, as we begin to really understand and know and grow in the love of God, we will also slowly grow in the the understanding that we'll get what we need. And it's not what we expect. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And so as much as we can get away from expectations and be at peace with all outcomes, then we will have true ipomoni. We will have that patient endurance for all of the trials of life. And those trials are still trials that a loving God is next to us, with us, joining us through them. Amen.